Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I'm Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. This podcast is the place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, health, freedom, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I would love to stay connected with you, so if you want Rev with Rachel updates and updates about living a Rev life, please go to RevWithRachel.com and enter your name and email address, and you can also like the Facebook page called Rev Life. Today's episode is called Transcending the Human Drama with Carrie Hummingbird. Welcome to the show, Carrie. It's awesome to have you on. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to share whatever I can to support people who are going through this tremendous time of change. Yeah, it is. It is so deep and it's digging into so many things for us right now, isn't it? (laughs) It totally is. It's really amazing. I knew it was going to be amazing, but I didn't realize how amazing it was going to be. Yeah. And well, and we're saying amazing, but you know, for if kids dig up some ugly stuff too. It can, it can. I guess um, I find it exciting because I've learned that on the other side of great changes is great opportunity. Just tremendous things can happen when we get dislodged out of our little stuck places that we keep ourselves in just because it feels comfortable there but then we know we need to make a change but then we're scared of the change so we just keep going along with the status quo and we don't change because we're like well I don't know what's on the other side so I'll Mm -hmm. stay with the devil I know and so then when this kind of thing happens you get dislodged from all of that you just get booted out of it and then you all of a sudden this, I don't know, this, all this creativity can get inspired. You can see people, the word pivot has come up so much in my conversations with people. Like that's the new word of the day. I'm pivoting, (laughs) I'm pivoting, I'm pivoting, you know, so a lot of pivoting going on right now. Yeah. The new word for change. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it sounds cool. (laughs) It does. It makes it more exciting. Yeah. So, but it is scary right now. I think, I think what's scary for people in particular is they don't know who to believe or what to believe. Mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. And when I channeled this book, uh, The Second Wave Transcending the Human Drama last year, I was told very specifically that 2020 was a year of big change. It was a year of clear vision. Because if you think about 2020, you have 2020 vision. Mm-hmm. Things in spirit mm-hmm. tend to be very literal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know, it's very literal. It's like, you're like 2020 vision. And then sure enough, we're getting 2020 vision. So with 2020 vision, is the invitation is to see for yourself. See for yourself and then think for yourself because we're stepping into self-mastery and we can no longer just believe um, because we always believed, you know, in whatever it was we believed in. No, we have to now question everything. We have to question, 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 question. And for those of us who have gotten very um, used to being complacent and sort of just digesting, digesting, digesting what somebody's telling us, mm-hmm. this is going to be uncomfortable because it means you don't know. You actually don't know. Mm-hmm. You have to ask questions to find out more. And then the more questions you ask, the more knowing you'll have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, you, yeah. No falling asleep. No more falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And 
So what I would say for people is, is um, you need to reawaken that questioning and that curiosity within and start tuning into your own intuition. Like how does your intuition show up for you so that you can trust your intuition and then you can use your intuition as a power tool to evaluate what questions you should be asking and to uh, assess the answers that you're getting back, whether they feel true to you or not, because this is more about feeling whether it feels true to you. Does it seem true? Like, like you can assess if you have a loved one that you really, really love, like your child or your spouse, you know what it feels like when you say, I love that person. And in your heart, you feel the truth. So you can apply that level of knowing that I know I feel the truth in my heart to everything you're seeing out there Mm. because indeed we are transcending the human drama the human drama well what is that it's all the stuff we're seeing (laughs) described as that (laughs) it's all the stuff it's like okay human drama uh there would actually be people who would make vaccines and put sterilization in them to sterilize whole populations of people without their consent Now, that's a lot of human drama right there. That's a human drama. That's like violating people's boundaries. And then the next level of human drama, do I believe that or do I think vaccines are safe? Because these people tell me they're safe and they're really emphatic and I used to trust them or I think I trusted them. And these other people are saying, no, 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 don't believe that. Believe me because this is dangerous. And so you're caught in the middle like, what do I believe? Well, that's a whole lot of drama. (laughs) It's like fear, like who's telling you the truth? Who's telling you the truth? So lies, lies are part of the human drama. Subjugation and control, that's definitely part of the human drama. Forcing people to do what you want or being forced to do what somebody else wants you to do, that's human drama. So human drama is anything that violates love, anything that violates trust. Mm -hmm. Those are all human dramas. And our perceptions of that contributes to human drama. Because our perception of events leads to how we feel about events and how we might react to those events, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of drama. Yeah. (laughs) We got some drama, mama. (laughs) (laughs) What's that book to the llama drama? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it could be really triggering. I mean, we do have a lot of feelings up right now. Like, you know, there's a lot of fear for sure, anxiety, depression, resentment, anger, frustration, all the stuff in your relationship. If you're confined in a house with that person now, that's all amplified. Everything's amplified right now. If you're alone, loneliness is amplified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think what you're, what you just mentioned, the triggers, those things that kind of get us uncomfortable inside or start boiling us, making us boil a little bit, like what are those triggers for us? And then how do we affect change to that. And so describe what you mean by transcending and how we do that. Yeah. I want to give a really good example. So what came to me yesterday as I was contemplating this is um, Gandhi, like look, Gandhi was, was a peace activist. You know, it was like, you know, you cannot control and subjugate people and treat them this way. He was a peace activist and he got thrown in jail for decades, I think, you know, so he's in jail. I think about the life of somebody like that what happens to a person? How do you, how do you still be loving on the other side of that experience? How do you still have compassion? How do you still have peace? And it's because you operate from the space of freedom within. 
And the space of freedom within is a bigger self than the one that's temporary that's going through all this stuff. It's like transcending your limitation, your, your, you know, just the fact that you're in a body right now and you're having a discom- an uncomfortable experience. We're all having an uncomfortable experience in our bodies right now or in our lives. We're being restricted, all of us across the whole planet. And we're also being told a lot of information that might make us feel really unsafe, you know, and we don't know what to believe, which makes us feel even more unsafe. So to transcend that is to come back into the aspect of you that is always present whenever you get quiet and, and all the thinking stops. That part, the ever-present part. And a lot of people access that through meditation. You know, there's different ways of accessing that part. But that's the part that leads to a sense of inner freedom no matter what's happening on the outside and inner peace, no matter what's happening on the outside, and from the inner peace and the inner freedom, then the things that are happening on the outside no longer disempower us. They don't take away our power because we've shifted our understanding from being um, a powerless, temporary being in a body into being an eternal, wise presence that transcends this lifetime it's you know it's not it's beyond this lifetime it's beyond this body and when we transcend that understanding of ourselves when we re-identify as not the temporary body but as the expanded spirit that makes the body live because if you've ever seen anybody die one moment they're alive and then the next moment they're not but they're still there so what's the piece that's missing well, it's the spirit. It's the piece that, that the consciousness piece that made their, their body move and activate. That's the piece that's there. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the piece we want to act. We want to access that aspect of ourselves. And that's the transcendence. And that's the part of us that's, I'm just reemphasizing what you're saying because it's so <laughs> important to really get and to know that it's possible within us. Like that's the part that is, peaceful and unshakable and free from the triggers and feels just free and joy can just run through us or tears can just run through us and it's just okay. Yeah, to feel everything. And listen, I get it for anybody in the audience who's like, I don't want to feel the bad, I don't want to feel that stuff. I totally understand. And for a long time, I didn't want to feel it either. So I would go to psychotherapy sessions every week and try to like fix myself. And I had, a, I had these perceptions that I was somehow broken or there's something wrong with me. And so I would, I really wanted to improve my relationships. And so I would go and try to fix myself, but then it would make me feel really bad. So then my doctor gave me these pills and I would take the happy pills, you know, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. feel what I was feeling. And after doing that for over a decade with those pills, one day and every time I would try to go off them, I would start crying, right? And so I'd be like, well, I can't go off them because I'm a hot mess. You know, if I go off of it, I'll just cry. One day, I, I, after I had my awakening, meaning I had a really powerful experience where I realized I had to totally change my life. It was clear. If I did not totally change my life, I was not going to survive. And I made that decision to totally change my life. And that decision to totally change my life changed my perspective and it opened up my um, filtration system, 
you know, the, the, the reticular activating system in your brain. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know about this, but there is like this reticular activating system in your brain. It's actually part of your brain. It's a function. And what it does is it filters information so that you only receive things that are congruent with what you expect to receive. So when you change your perspective or you become open to new information because you're in a crisis and you're like, okay, well, what I've been doing or believing so far hasn't served me, so I'm open now. Like, show me something new. And all of a sudden, you're telling your brain, show me something new. Show Mm -hmm. me a bigger potential. Show me something else that might work better. You're open now. You're ready to learn. You don't think you have it all. You don't think you're right. You don't think you know everything. You're not trying to shove what you know down everybody else's throat. You're Mm kind of open. You're like, okay, maybe I don't know. And you admit it. All of a sudden, your brain goes, oh, okay, new information. Great. I'll go find new information that might work better. And your brain starts bringing you that information. Then you start to realize that whatever it was that you were believing before, Maybe that wasn't your belief at all. Maybe that belief was programmed into your brain by your parents or by your society or by television even, Mm -hmm. by the media. You start to realize, I put my faith and trust in things because my brain was programmed to do it. Oh. Then your brain all of a sudden starts finding all this other evidence that you previously discarded or never even saw that totally supports a different perspective that maybe somebody in your family has had for a long time and you thought that person was stupid or crazy. All of a sudden your brain goes, what? This is so true. And then you, you start realizing that everything you thought you knew wasn't true. And now you're open to whole new information. So this is a great, that's why I think this is exciting, Rachel, mm-hmm. because people usually don't make this transition into opening and saying, maybe I don't know anything and maybe I need to learn something new when they're in crisis. Right. (laughs) And this is like really bad crisis. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm excited because I think, I think people could be realizing a whole lot of things and then liberate themselves from things that actually structures and belief systems and constructs in our society that have actually been disempowering them Mm -hmm. while leading them to believe that they're free when they're not actually free, they're disempowered all the time by these structures. So that's just an invitation. I know it's a big one and it's scary to look at. It's scary to look at that kind of thing. But on the other side of the fear, what do you find on the other side of the fear, Rachel? Like every single time when you face the fear, what's on the other side? Ease, peace, just surrender, letting go. (laughs) Something better this way comes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you try to not face the fear, what happens? Uh, just more ter- inner turmoil. The triggers continue. The it just kind of, you're not moving up a spiral. You're just kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck. Yeah, and I don't like stuck energy. So yeah. anytime I find myself in a stuck place, I know it's because I'm not facing some fear I have. Mm-hmm. So I well, face the fear. Yeah. And that's what I love about, I mean, that we can say this is an amazing time right now. And what I kind of love about it, I mean, even for myself, it's like, do I, you know, to just be home, it was like, I thought we were living in that too busy kind of, you know, present, just 
family life. And it's like, oh no, slow down even more. But a lot of people who are just on the go so much, this is such an opportunity to slow down and trip up those habits, like kind of say, what's, is this really what, how I want to feel is, you know, what's going on inside of me right now as a response to all this, instead of just keeping going and like escaping it. I love that you said that trip up the old habits, you know, it's like rearrange the furniture and, and discover (laughs) your edges. You know, I'm not, I, I, I say that because I, I like, I'm a creature of habit myself and my inner child does not like anything to change. Like she, you know, I experienced some trauma zero to five. And so it's something I'm very sensitive to and compassionate towards within myself. And so I know when, when I, when, when things change in certain places where I feel vulnerable about them changing, then she gets activated, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's like all this emotion comes up and I'm like, uh oh, okay, we need to comfort. And so I'll go right into self-comfort and I'll be like, okay, sweetie, what's going on? And, and listen, you know, and really go, okay, things don't feel safe. Okay. How can I make it feel more safe? And what can I do to make it feel more safe? Because we are moving into change and these changes are unavoidable. We're, we're not going back to the way it was. We can't possibly go back to the way it was after everything we've been through. Mm -hmm. We're forever changed by this experience. So now the question is, we can't go back. Where do you want to go? We're not going to go back to the way it was. What, are, what have you experienced during this time that you really like, actually? What do you want to create more of? How do you want your life to be different going forward? Maybe you've realized you're not spending enough time with your family on your regular work day, and you really want that to change. How are you going to make changes there to make that happen? This is the opportunity for all of those reflections to happen mm-hmm. and maybe those you realize you're beautiful and rich questions to be asking <laughs> exactly and asking of ourselves yeah we need to we really need to look at that and and ask ourselves like where where have you placed your dependency outside of yourself on anything that could go away and how can you bring that in so that you're like a mountain during this time. Things like this, you're a mountain. Mm-hmm. Mountains don't move during tornadoes. Mountains are there. They stay there. And so how can we each learn to be a mountain in our own lives for ourselves and for our families? So that when these things kick up, and we've just seen the first of, of potentials, right? This is the first time we ever have experienced in my lifetime anything like this. And so now I'm aware this could happen again. So now... I'm asking myself the questions too, just like all my, my students and clients. How can we each be mountains? Where we place dependency outside of ourselves, we can bring it in to be a mountain in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And something you mentioned earlier about, about pills, you know? So I, I just want to touch on it because I saw something that you wrote about and a movement you're leading called Skills Not Pills. And I'm, I'm like you, like I had been on antidepressants for a couple of years in my early 20s. And then I got to a point where I was like, I don't think I want to be taking this. Like, shouldn't I just be feeling? And I mean, that was be- even before I had learned about emotional healing or the power remind or anything. But um, tell us about skills, not pills. Well, why, why is it that we would need skills, not pills? Let's take a look at that. 
So everyone right now is on lockdown because there's a scary virus that kills people with immune challenges and people who are elderly, people whose immune systems are compromised. Interesting. So what if instead of waiting until the last minute when things are dire and then going to the doctor and getting a pill to fix something, you actually played a lot more in the nuance and in the ongoing attention and self-care to yourself. What if you place your attention more in making sure that you're healthy and immune all the time? What if it wasn't your last priority to eat a healthy uh, meal or to go exercise or to, you know, take your vitamins? What if that was your number one priority was managing your self-care? What if your number one priority was looking at your emotions so that your emotions didn't imbalance your system? Because, you know, stress is actually the number one impact on immunity is stress, Mm -hmm. which is an emotion. It's not even a food or anything else. It's not physical. It's an emotion. But that emotion of stress causes the greatest challenge to your immune system. So why in America are we particularly being hit harder than other places in the world right now? What's the level of stress of the average American? There's huge. We all know it. We work too many hours. We have huge expectations on ourselves. Outside of working, we put all these expectations on our kids. They run from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. It's like, do you spend any time with your kid? Like actually just connecting and giving them a hug? There's all these pressures and expectations in our society. That's a lot of stress and we got a lot of death. So when I launched that movement, my intention was to open people to a new possibility that rather than having faith and trust in a disease system, meaning a system that's there to help you when you finally are at the end of the rope on your immunity and you need support because you, you know, your body's just failing. They're really good at that, by the way. If you break a bone, they can fix it. If you get in an accident, they can save your life like nobody else across the whole world. They're great at that, but they're not great at preventative medicine. They're not great at helping you to eat healthy. I mean, look at the amount of soda that's consumed in our culture, sugar foods, packaged foods, hamburgers. I mean, fast food. This is like fast food culture, United States. Well, I got to tell you, this is the result of fast food culture. We got a virus coming through and it's taking people out because they haven't focused on their health and their immunity. They haven't focused on meditation taking care of themselves, being calm, coming back to peace, dealing with those uncomfortable emotions, having those uncomfortable conversations, all of that contributes to our health. And and people are, you know, way too cavalier about drinking too much alcohol. I mean, I did it too, you know, I, I am fully with you. I mean, before I started my journey, a bottle a night of wine was a normal thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I get it. I've been there. I don't drink anymore. I don't either. It's done for me. I don't do that. I don't eat gluten. I don't even eat pizza. I love pizza. I even get <laughs> pizza. Because I knew that my body and my immunity and my health was more important than any of that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just, I think that this is the time for skills, not pills round two, you know? So 
And, you know, and you know what, guess what? I, I don't want to be the doomsday queen, but there are business interests that don't want you to be healthy. They right. want you to rely on a pill. And they want you to take that pill every single month because that's like the best recurring revenue stream ever. I personally, I'm not interested in being anybody's guinea pig. I'm interested in being self-empowered, thinking for myself, analyzing the information, opening my reticular activating system to go do the research, and, and, and finding the experts that resonate as truth in my own heart and trying what they have, running an experiment, seeing if it helps. Ever since I started doing that for myself, I've got healthier and healthier and healthier. I mean, how old do you think I am? <laughs> you want me You're to looking at me. How old do you think I am? 30s, 30s, 35. I'm 50. Are you? <laughs> I'm 50 because I take care of myself. I take care of myself. I listen to myself. I nurture myself. I honor myself. And that, that is the best thing you can do proactively for your immune system is to put love inside yourself. Love's the thing that's going to heal everything. And it's mm-hmm. not even like, that's not some schmarmy thing to say. It's the truth. Gary, <laughs> you're speaking a lot of lovely things. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely, truthful things. I try to open those reticular activating systems. <laughs> Kind <laughs> of open them I'm, up. Yeah. Uh, so, Carrie, how you must have had like a pivot point in your life or a personal um, epiphany that happened that helped you open and transition. Will you just share that personal part of your journey that did that for you? Yeah, I will. So, I, I mentioned that I had gone to weekly psychotherapy sessions for like two decades, and I was also simultaneously in a long term marriage relationship where I was. It was um, mimicking my childhood patterns, you know, of like, I had somebody who was constantly disempowering me and telling me I didn't know what I was talking about. And I was crazy, you know, or I, you know, I was the problem, you know, so I lived that way for a long time. And, and I kept trying to fix myself because I'm like, you know, I, I want this to work. I'm very committed once I start something, I, I, I don't give up. But this time I said, you know what, I got to save myself. So I got to the end of the rope on that. It was very uh, challenging. I was very depressed. I was... I was running marathons, but I was, I wanted to die, you know, Mm -hmm. so I just wasn't happy. So I, I got this, uh, this vision, which one of the first visions I ever got very powerful vision of the end of the rope. Like if you've ever seen like a ship's knot, I had this vision, right? I was wide awake and, and here was the rope and it was like, poof, that's the end of the rope, Carrie. And I was like, that's the end of the rope. So I said, okay, well, I, I sat, actually sat down with my former husband. I said, I just got this vision and it said, that's the end of the rope. So that means we're done. I'm sorry, but I got to go. <laughs> and I, I didn't even know what was going to happen. I, you know, I was, I was definitely um, in a bad space, mentally, emotionally, um, everything. And then physically too, because I had a physical, uh, I found out six months later, I had a, a, a cyst on my ovary that was the size of a Texas grapefruit. Like that's mm-hmm. how much stress my body was collecting from that relationship. So I left and within six months, I, I asked the surgery to take that out. And I also had, um, my met one of my first teachers and I had a spiritual healing. 
So this is powerful. So hopefully everyone's reticular activating system is open enough now to receive this information. I really hope so. Because this was a pivotal moment of transformation for me. I was lying on the floor in his office, my, my teacher, who was doing the spiritual healing. And my brain was chitter-chattering away. Just I don't know if anybody else has that problem, but my brain was just like, this is stupid, da, da, da. You're on the floor. At least there was a couch before. Now you're on the floor. This you know, got demoted. This is not going to work. Nothing's happening. I don't feel anything. It's just chattering away. And I remembered a conversation that we'd had in one of our classes. And he said, you know, tune into your senses whenever your mind gets busy. So I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act. What if this works? I just said, okay, what if this works? I'm just going to open, what if this does work? Fine, we'll just do that. The moment I made that decision, he stopped drumming and simultaneously I felt a loving presence like someone was, like an angel might be floating right above my body. That kind of love felt it all covering me. And I thought that is too much coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) okay, this is something's happening. He started pulling information out of like energy out of my heart, stuck energy. And I could feel him pulling it out. And I could feel him flicking it in this dish with some burning sage. I could actually feel the whole process. And as that was happening, I started becoming aware that I'm not one thing. I always thought I was just one thing. And I was like, wait a second, I'm not one thing. If he can take stuff out, then that means I'm not one thing. I'm all this stuff. And then all that, my brain just started grokking so much more. Mm-hmm. And, and then he put this little stick in my hand, what felt like a stick, and he put it over my heart and I burst into tears. I had no idea why I was crying. So when we sat up at the conclusion, he gave me a glass of water and he said, okay, well, you know, just share with me what reflections you have. Cause there's no talking during this ceremony. It's just, there's no, it's not about talking. It's about experiencing. I said, well, uh, I just cried when you put that stick in my hand. And he said, well, look at it. And I opened my hand. It was a crystal. He said, you know, what's inside that crystal? And I said, no, I don't know what's in there, but it made me cry. He said, that's your innocence. You lost that at one years old when you had this traumatic thing happen. It's back. It's in there. So over the course of the next few months, I began working with this energy in my crystal, this energy of my innocence. And within about four or five months, that energy integrated back into my body in this really powerful experience in front of the bathroom mirror of all places. I could feel this part integrate back into me. And then it felt like all of a sudden I was glowing. Like I was like just expanding and glowing with so much love. And I burst into tears and I was like, welcome home. You know, like, you know, love it. It's just so powerful. So I, yeah, ever since that moment and that experience, it was such a powerful experience for me. And it was so healing. And the thing is, Rachel, I didn't go back. Mm -hmm. It's only forward. I've never gone back. I had these, I continue to have these powerful experiences and I continue to only go forward and expand with more love. It doesn't go back. There's not this fight to make progress anymore. There just is progress. I'm lifted. Mm -hmm. I'm lifted and I'm lifted and I'm lifted. And I, 
I love teaching other people about this. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I dedicated like pretty much my entire 401k from my high tech days. Yeah. Got invested in training. You know, I spent everything to learn how to do this for people because it's that important. I don't care. I can't take it with me. I'd rather be in service and share with other people what I've learned. And I know you feel the same way, which is why you spend so many hours on these podcasts doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. It takes a lot of effort, folks. But well, yeah, I mean, I remember I mean, when I had the aha that I can't help others until I help myself. And helping myself was getting into what we're talking about today. It was the stuff through the fitness industry. None of that was truly helping (laughs) what people needed. It didn't go deep enough. You know what I mean? It didn't go deep enough. Yes. Yes. So people, you know, this is exciting. I know a lot of times we're afraid to open the closet that's like stuffed full of crap that we don't even know what's in there anymore. Mm -hmm. And like dread opening the door and going in there and cleaning it out. And so we just keep stuffing stuff in there until like, that's why they make those cartoons about like you open the door and everything comes out. (laughs) (laughs) So we got one of those closets inside of us. Open the door. We got to open the door. Take a look. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That's a, I, I know it's a tender story. It's- yeah, it's, it's one of those powerful stories. And every time I tell it, it's, it opens my heart again. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I get a gift when I tell the story because it, it acts, it just touches that space within me again that just cries every single time. It's so hard for me to hold back, you know. <laughs> I feel them welling up, you know, like all the yeah. love. Well, and it's a journey. It's, it's been a beautiful journey. Wow. Any final thoughts that you want to share with the listeners about transcending the human drama? I just invite everybody to take a moment, get a pad of paper and look at all the changes that are happening in your life, good and bad, and write them all down. Maybe make a good column. I like this part, make the bad column. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, you know, honor the good column and be like, thank you so much for this. And then take a look at the column of stuff that you think is bad and try to shift your reticular activating system. You could say, you know what, RTA (laughs) in my brain, show me how this is good for me. Mm -hmm. Show me one reason why this thing I think is bad is actually good for me. Just show me one reason and just sit and contemplate it for a while and see if you don't come up with one reason. And then if you do write it down, because then the next, the next one you look at, it'll come quicker Mm. and quicker and quicker. And then you'll understand why these things are happening. I love it. Thank you so much for that. So if the listeners want to learn more about you or connect with you, how would you like for them to do that? Well, I have a free game because I like to play and I want to encourage people to play. We don't have to take this all so seriously. I mean, it's serious. <laughs> we, can, we can also have fun while we be serious. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a game called the Love Mastery Game and it's a free download. You can print out all the sheets. I do recommend that you get a 12-sided die because it's fun to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. You can do it with little slips of paper. You can cut up little slips, but I like you to roll the dice because it's fun. So get yourself one of those. And then um, what it is, it's an oracle game. So an oracle game, not in the sense of telling you what's going to happen, because I don't know what's going to happen, but it's an oracle game in the sense of helping you discover why is this thing happening to me? Like what this situation is I'm going through, I don't understand. 
why is it happening? What am I working on? What am I working on as a, as a bigger self to learn through this experience? And it gives you a lot of good information about that. It also tells you about how you might have some allies, you know, to help you with it, to give you some good medicine, good medicine. Hmm. That sounds fun. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Where do they get this game? So they can uh, go to my website. It's uh, com, and that's K-E-R-R-I hummingbird.com forward slash play. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on your show. And thank you everybody out there and so many blessings and so much love for everything you're going through. I know it's tough, but we're in it together. We're all in it together. Isn't that Mm -hmm. wonderful? All of us are in it together. We're transcending as a humanity. (laughs) We are. We're all doing it together from wherever we are. Yeah. Thanks again. Thank you. If what you're hearing on this podcast resonates with you and you're ready to dive deeper into your freedom and radiant expression, you can get my book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You from Amazon. And as always, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.